All right, guys. Episode 50 of the podcast with Blueby Blue, the homie, my roommate, the person next door to me. And uh, yeah, it was really cool. We had an awesome conversation. It feels like we can always talk about anything. Uh, I feel like we touch on some touchy subject, uh, literally and figuratively. And uh, hopefully you guys enjoy it. All right. Peace. Where did you get this uh, bottle of wine? Uh, I was in uh, San Diego one day and uh, I just I saw that in its store and uh, it was an expensive wine bottle in a wine shop and just really uh, wanted to treat uh, treat you to something special. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I got it from Target. <laughs> <laughs> it was five dollars. It was no. five dollars. Yeah, dude. So, dude, who kn- <laughs> we got to get. A very expensive bottle of wine. Yeah. A medium uh, priced wine and then uh, a, like a $2 wine and do a blind taste test, I feel like. Yeah, I feel like that's a good move. Yeah. I mean, I've tasted some pretty expensive wines and uh, they don't really mm. surprise me that much. And I've tasted some cheap wines and I mean, they're good to me. Just the smell right off the bat, like... I did smell some some vanilla hints, but I don't know if there's a vanilla. Vanilla hint. hints. Yeah. Vanilla hints. Like I'm getting a Coca-Cola. I'm getting a Coca-Cola vibes right now. They just put Coca-Cola in there? <laughs> Not bad. Uh, I love Coca-Cola. So this might be the one for me. Nice. does have like a coca-cola scent you're right it does huh yeah i i mean i drink a lot of coca-cola so hmm, that's all right it's it's a, it's a little like um a little tart mm-hmm. it's a little tart uh tart, i'm getting yeah. some uh some peppery yeah like some pepper tastes to it it could be something that, uh, like, I'm just, like, sitting back, listening to some music, you know, vibing out. It could be something that I, I would drink. Uh, I don't, yeah, I could, let me taste this one. Yeah, it is a little peppery. That's interesting that you mentioned that. You have a good, you have a good, like, good taste for, like, different notes and aromas yeah beverages i did tried. you develop that or did did that come to you naturally uh i think it's just through time just drinking wine feeling fine while dining <laughs> oh, isn't it funny that like well when i was when i was a kid growing up i used to always think of like people who drink wine as being really snobby Mm -hmm. and like their stereotypes like i would think like people who drink beer are always party animals and people who drink wine are like rich more affluent people Mm. and they're more like more serious i don't know that was just me growing up as a kid i i used to always like make those conclusions about what Mm. people drank and also what people ate you know well 
I feel like there is a sort of thing where a certain say you drink Hennessy you're more likely to party you're more likely to um I don't know there's different different types of alcohol does different things to you if that makes sense like Hennessy Hennessy will make you wild you could call it I feel like you think you think that alcohol is actually going to like different types of alcohol is going to affect you in different ways I think so interesting yeah I've never I've never I've never come to that conclusion I've always thought if you drink enough it's all gonna affect you the same well for example wine I feel like is a different type of like it's a different type of buzz than tequila you, you could say or like you know vodka uh, yeah like whiskey there's and then there's whiskey which whiskey it's a whole nother thing <laughs> it's a whole nother thing yeah <laughs> whiskey is it's, its own entity for sure it is um yeah um but mm. but the taste for wine how i got it and i'm still i i still don't know what i'm doing but it's just a lot of trying different wines and stuff and um trying to expand my taste buds or I don't know, just try keep trying new things. Yeah, that's yeah. the cool thing about wine is like there's probably throughout the history of mankind been like more bottles of wine than than there are currently people on the earth. Like the the, the number the number of wines that have ever been invented is probably just ridiculous. Mm. Because you can you can just keep on creating different variations. And the thing that I like about like wine too is every batch of wine that you make is going to come out slightly different. Mm-hmm. So like in order for them to get like this wine to taste like this, they have to create that wine exactly the same way every single time. But nobody can promise that every single bottle of this brand of wine is going to taste exactly the same. Yeah. Um, and that that's yeah. uh, I f- when I hear people say, well, what year was this? Twenty eighteen. Uh, oh yeah, that was a that was a good year. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Because it's not yeah. like a bottle of Coca Cola where you 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 can taste a bottle of or or can of Coke and you know it's going to taste the same every single time. Uh huh. It's like there's more nuance in Al- wine. Also, the way that it's stored too. Um, I was wa- I was watching a video. I for- I forgot what the name was, but he was saying if it's stored a certain way then it won't age properly throughout throughout the time that it's that's being stored at interesting yeah i was um i was reading some stuff in the bible actually interesting and uh there's this story in the bible about someone making wine Mm -hmm. and they would go into these kind of like a swimming pool not swimming pool size but like essentially what would be like a small swimming swimming pool but it'd be like made out of wood and stuff and they would have all the grapes in there and the people would go in there and smash the grapes with their feet to make the wine that's awesome yeah it's it was like i didn't know they made wine that way but like i was reading it and that's how it was being described they would go in there they called it like the threshing floor or whatever mm I guess that's where they would like make the wine. Like people would actually go in there with their feet. You have to you have to check check that out like 
on Wikipedia or like some internet link or whatever. But it's really interesting to think that like the only way to make wine back then was to actually apply like physical pressure to the grapes mm. or whatever they were using. Like obviously today they have different methods. I don't even know how they make wine now, but just to think that like the the love of wine was so strong, especially back in like ancient times that they would go to such great lengths to create it. It's just astounding to me because I think I think wine was before beer. I'm not sure, but I think wine was before beer mm. because it just seems natural to me that like grapes would be before like yeast and barley and, you know, maybe they had a beer like before wine, but it was like much simpler, you know? Mm. I actually have this goal of mine I do want to create a wine product and um I don't know some sort of some sort of red wine which I think would be uh really cool and I was looking at ways to make wine and it's not hard at all and I I know that you've you've uh experimented with making beer I made one batch yeah how (laughs) dude how was that because I don't think I've ever uh I don't think I've ever asked you uh yeah so I had a bunch of equipment for making beer because um, I was trying to experiment and make my own batch. And uh, I made a batch. Um, it took me, I want to say, like three weeks total to actually ferment it. And I had it sitting in the corner of my studio. And uh, it started turning different colors. So I'm pretty sure it wasn't, I didn't do it right. And uh, I didn't taste it. So Oh, you didn't taste it? No. Did, I did somebody taste, taste it? it? I think Ty tasted it, no? Maybe Ty tasted it. I think he did. Gosh, I feel, <laughs> I feel sorry for Ty. I mean, I think what I did was I got a little bit on my hand once and I just like, just like licked it. And it just, it tasted like alcohol, but like it didn't taste like good alcohol. Mm. Um, but... <laughs> Even though I didn't succeed in it, I still was happy that I did it because it was like I got a little bit of knowledge and insight into how it's made, you know? And if I were ever to, like, try it again, I would I would have more information on it. Yeah. So it's like now I know. I kind of know what not to do. And I remember just the whole process of you trying to even get the, par- get the parts to yeah. – make the brew that was a whole process in itself i just took a leap man um i had to get like a fermenting pot and i had to get essentially uh what's called a firmzilla it's uh it's a specific brand uh that after you boil all the uh, ingredients um you store it in there and that's where it ferments um then you have to you have like carbonation, like little carbonation pills that you'll put in there to if you want to add carbonation to your beer. Um, I mean, I got bottles and caps, which I didn't use. <laughs> um, you have to have uh, the yeast. You have to have. Um, now I'm forgetting the names. That's how that's how long it it's been since it's, I made it. It's probably been a year, I think. Yeah. There's some green stuff that looks like like weed. 
Oh, those hops? Had, yeah. Those are hops. See, see, he knows it better than I do. <laughs> you had to get the hops and put those in there too, but the hops don't come in until after everything's been boiled and been fermenting for a little while. Like there's there's uh, specific times within the total time frame of the beer being made where you have to put in these different elements. Mm-hmm. And just that for me, I didn't like it. I just expected I could just mix everything together and it would work. Uh, but you have to follow, you have to follow things, kind of to a T if you're gonna make it the right way. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And uh, I've just watched a few videos on YouTube about making wine, and it's the process is kind of similar. You get uh, crushed grapes, and then you get yeast, and then you get spices, whatever you want to put in there, uh, black pepper. Uh, I think it's like cayenne or some shit like that. I don't know. Whatever you want to put in there, and I th- it's the process is pretty simple. And maybe that's why um, I think it came first too. Is is that it's very simple to make, yeah. and it's just fermented grapes. Honestly, that's it. Wow. I'm sure yeast. Could... Did I say yeast? Yeah, yeast. Yeah, you put yeast in there too. You put yeast in, and wine has yeast in it. Uh huh. Interesting. At least the homemade wine. I don't homemade know what wine. what these guys use. Because if you can make wine with grapes, like, I'm curious if you can probably make it with any other fruit, you know? Yeah, the, uh, well, the Japanese wine that we had is made from plums. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It's cool, man. I would like to use, like, berries to make a wine. That'd be cool. And see if, like, see if, like, it results in something similar to wine or if it tastes radically different. Um, I think that would be interesting. Um, I was also thinking about before we're doing this podcast, I wanted to think about what could get people to, to talk and what could people, what could we talk about? to question what's going on right now as far as in the media in like Joe Rogan, Kanye West. I just want to get people I just want to get people talking. Yeah, it's good. So what do you think about peanut butter jelly sandwiches? I think I think peanut butter and jelly sandwiches are fucking awesome. They're amazing. Whoever invented peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, I don't know why their name is not in the history books. <laughs> like they they should seriously be right up there with like Thomas Jefferson and uh, Christopher Columbus, even though he was evil, and uh, who else? Albert Einstein. They should be right there. Mm. So that's my hot take on it. But it's kind of funny that you mentioned peanut butter and jelly sandwiches because. I have the story. I was, um, I've been working over on Lombard, um, in this packaging plant and the first couple of weeks sucked because I didn't pack any lunches and I basically went there with no food. And so I'm sitting there in the break room, like just, just looking at everyone eat a bunch of delicious food. People are eating burritos and like sandwiches and all kinds of other good stuff and uh these mexican ladies are sitting there in the room and they they look at me and they see me with no food 
and all I can do is just like make a really sad face. <laughs> and part of me was just doing that to see if they would give me food. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, this lady, she comes up to me with a big ass bag, like, like this big, like that thing must have weighed like eight pounds, May maybe a little less, maybe like six pounds. Like, and so I open it up. There's Coca-Cola's in there. There's beverages, like other beverages. There's like water. There's burritos. A and then I look in the corner. There's this little like tin foil. And I open it up and there's a peanut, peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> so I start eating that. And I have not had a peanut butter jelly sandwich, to be honest, before that moment in about a year, maybe two years. Biting into that peanut butter and jelly sandwich, that was like a revolutionary experience. It was like, I forgot just how great peanut butter and jelly sandwiches are. Just the nuts with the jelly, that shit is just, is, is so perfect, man. Yeah. Dude, the reason why I brought that up is uh, I've gotten those Smucker's peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Yeah. Those are, dude, those are fucking top tier they're amazing. The new crack. The new crack. <laughs> and when I, I just pop them in the microwave for 11 seconds and um, just eat them, bro. And I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the high fructose corn syrup. Maybe it's the enriched white wheat flour. <laughs> it's it's magic, man. I can imagine like uh, crack dealers on the street with like the Smucker sandwiches just in their pocket. And they're like, hey, you want one? Yeah, and they just pull it out and like, I don't know. Like I had one last time you gave it to me too. And oh, that's that was right. Amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was amazing. You, my affinity for peanut butter and jelly. Period, is up there. Um. Once you have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, you can no longer have just a jelly sandwich or just a peanut butter sandwich. Like I feel like, I don't know what it is about those two things that combine so well together. Hmm. Like I don't, I don't know what it is. Do you know? <laughs> I wonder who was the first guy to make the peanut butter and jelly sandwich. You know what? Uh, we can actually look. We let's let's <laughs> Google this, bro. We have the internet. Oh shit! Can you uh? Here, let me move this. The internet is a powerful tool. You see what we use it for, guys? Peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Let me see here. Uh. Who was the first person to make a peanut? Peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Most accounts date the PB&J to the early 1900s. According to Mark Williams' book, The Story Behind the Dish, Classic American Foods, a woman by the name of Julia Davis Chandler published the first recipe of a sandwich that combined peanut butter and jelly in 1901. 1901. That's, uh, what, 103 years ago? Hundred and No, wait, 101 years, years ago. Damn. Wait, 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 wait. A hundred and... Fuck. My math is terrible. 2022... 121 years ago, yeah. Jeez. Imagine, imagine like, that first person who experienced it. And, like, the tingling sensation in their mouth, like, just... What they discovered? Yeah. And they're like... How they told everyone and yeah. how, like, people... 
it's kind of like when when you tell someone to dip their fries in in, in like ice cream and oh, people yeah. are like oh that's crazy people might have thought like no that, that that can't work you know yeah yeah or maybe they did think it would work i don't know how people like like how their taste buds were back then you know um but dude imagine opening up like a really fancy restaurant <laughs> imagine opening up like like opening up a restaurant and i have like uh, Rafa is the chef and everything. Yeah, and all he makes is peanut butter jelly sandwiches. That would be amazing. Yeah, like I would feel bad for Rafa honestly, because like I would just be ordering him to make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, and he would want to like make something really cool. Yeah, and just like no, you can only make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, what I'm thinking, uh, what if there was another person that actually created it before that woman, it, like far before, and. Yeah. Uh, it, like his family members, it's like a huge thing in their family lineage. Yeah, and they're very prideful of that. And uh, this woman took all the credit for it, and she's like, <laughs> and uh, they're listening to this, thinking, "Damn, like, I don't know, man. They 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 got it. They got it wrong. They got the history wrong." Yeah. Oh, I just came up with a great idea. So everyone's tasted a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. But for Thanksgiving, they got to have a peanut butter and cranberry sandwich. Mm. It could it could be great. It could be terrible. Yeah. But I almost feel like the tartness of the cranberry sauce with the peanut butter would make a perfect like Thanksgiving dessert. That's that's actually an in- interesting experiment is to try different jellies. Yeah. Or uh, marmalades. And... Uh, and just see what see, see people's reactions because like, cranberry is a sauce it's called cranberry sauce but it's yeah. technically a jelly yeah and then also jelly before that i think it was marmalade and i think jelly has all this other uh gmo ingredients in it and and marmalade is fresh yeah ingredients marmalade is is fucking amazing man yeah when i was a kid uh i remember like I want to look that up. My parents make, make buy sure this I'm not jar. <laughs> My parents buy like this jar of marmalade, marmalade, uh, orange marmalade. It was like orange or it was mandarin. It was like some citrus mar- marmalade. And then, and the crazy thing about the marmalade is it had actual orange pills in it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah like, I love that. It was so good, man. I love that. It was like it's so fresh tasting. Let me see. But yeah, marmalade. Marmalade's the shit. Ooh. Wow. The, yeah, the orange peels inside of the marmalade? Yeah. Dude. That's next level, man. That. That's next level, the orange peels in the, in the uh, marmalade. Wow. <clears throat> so, now we learned a little bit of stuff about marmalade and peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So let's learn a bit. Let's learn a bit, little bit more. <laughs> All right, this is the peanut butter podcast. Yeah, yeah. All right, jam is always made from the whole or cut fruits, cooked to a pulp with sugar, producing a thick, fruity spread. Jam is slathered onto toast. Okay, yeah. Um, Imagine telling your girlfriend, "I want a, a thick, fruity spread." <laughs> wow, dude, it's Valentine's Day. Hey. Valentine's Day you, right now. You heard it here first. You got to tell her you want a, a thick fruity spread. 
and it, it's <laughs> 7 p.m. right now. We still got another five hours, I think, left. It's time to hit up the clubs. Yeah, let's see. We got to hit up the clubs, dude. Let's go to Patty's. It's time to hit it up. Okay. <laughs> Jelly is made using only the juice of the fruit and sugar. Okay. And what is marmalade? Marmalade is similar to jam, but made only from bitter Seville? S-E-V-I-L-L-E. Oranges from Spain or Portugal. Hmm. Interesting. Wow. <laughs> Dude, this is beautiful. That is beautiful. Um. All right, uh, t- kind of taking a, a twist and turn here. Um. Kind of being aware. Okay, p- prior to the jelly, I was originally going to ask about uh, bovid. Bo- bovid. Bovid. Yeah. Is, okay, so let me guess what you're talking about. I know cows are known as bovine. And I know COVID is a big topic right now. So is this something that has to do with cows and COVID? No, no, no. Okay. okay. Well, I just, I, you know, well, I don't know if you know the thing where uh, bloods replace uh, C words with B words because they're bloods. You know, oh. that's the whole thing. You know, like they say, uh, bick and back, be a bull. Bloods so bloods, do that? Bloods, yeah. bloods actually do that? Mm-hmm. Wow, I like never knew bops. that. Like the bops. I never knew that. I, I, I learned another thing today on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, COVID and how originally when all of these quote-unquote conspiracy theorists were being censored because of quote-unquote misinformation uh, through Facebook, Instagram, um, all these major tech companies originally they were censored but now you hear news that's coming out where in fact they were uh, a lot of what they're saying is correct like uh, masks don't work and and that like that i feel like that has to be clarified cloth masks don't work and that's what the majority of everyone you see walking around they were in cloth masks so that was one thing and also another thing is that uh, the the virus was made in a lab, and originally I, was, I think that was a conspiracy theory. But now it's 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 uh it is fact that it was made from a lab, and I think that's interesting. How just the narrative, not only with COVID, but with you see Joe Rogan trying to be canceled. You see uh, Kanye West in the media trying to get canceled. So. Um, I don't know, like what, like I don't think we even talked about this. Yeah, man, shout out Joe Rogan. Like, I I was not like five years ago a super big fan of Joe Rogan, but like I really appreciate that he's standing up for free speech. You know, like somebody needs to be somebody influential at his level needs to be. I don't want to use the the phrase poster boy, but essentially that's what he is, a poster boy for free speech. But I mean that in the best way possible because, like, he really is holding it down, you know? Like, he is... He's doing what a lot of celebrities are too afraid to do, and that's just speak their mind. And he's having meaningful conversations, like I feel like we're having right now. You know, he's having meaningful conversations... And the thing I like about the podcast format 
is that it shouldn't be edited. That's the one thing I've always appreciated about it. It's a long format. And it's really hard to do to a degree because you have to be very precise with your words. And he has done that for so many years. I think he's, I don't know how long he's been doing the podcast, maybe eight, eight plus years. And the thing is, when you're doing it so well for so long and you have so much videos that are uploaded online, there's more ways for people to attack you because you have so much content. They can go back on your content, you know, eight, ten years and pick out something that you said out of context and twist it around to their narrative. And so, like, these crazy... What is the narrative? <laughs> What's the narrative? The narrative? Yeah. Uh, that, in your opinion. And the, I think... The narrative is don't say anything that we don't agree with. Because we want to control how you feel on this topic, that topic, that topic. Whether it's, like, the woke movement. Whether it's... uh. I guess like SJW movements, whether it's the COVID issue, whether it's Black Lives Matter, there are people out there that feel very strong, strongly about those things. And there are a lot of entitled people in the world today. And if someone says something that they don't agree mm. with, it's like off with their head, you know, like, no, we, we, we're mad at you because you don't agree with us. And that's, that's the wrong way to approach anything i feel it so i know we talked about this prior but i'm just gonna bring it up again in what what you grew up with which is the sjw's yes right the sjw's the jw's the jw's <laughs> not the sjw's the jw's yeah i i would i would never be Do part of the sjw's <laughs> That's even worse than the JWs. Yeah, you, yeah, I agree. <laughs> so with the JWs, if you go against their beliefs and yeah. you don't go, uh, you don't follow what you're given to be the truth is. If you don't don't go with that program, you could call it. Yeah. You're an outcast. You're an outcast, yeah. and you're shunned from the quote the cult. Yes. And I can I can uh, I can relate that to other uh, cults like the COVID cult you could call it yeah yeah the uh, I mean you could even call it the Black Lives Matter cult I, you, I agree I agree with that yeah because I want I say this because if you don't agree with their narrative that they're trying to push it, again it's you're you're an outcast you're you're shunned. And with facts, it's like you're canceled on social media. You're you're attacked on social media, and even even okay. I was I was reading about ESPN recently, and uh, Project Veritas. Have you heard of Project Veritas? No, I have. I've not heard about it. Essentially, it's this guy and his team, James O'Keefe. They're they're uh, they're breaking. They're they're they're. It's it just breaking news that they're getting from different sources, like ESPN. That recently, there's uh, they ESPN has been in, infiltrated by these people that, um, 
I, like I don't even know how to explain it because it like people are scared to speak up it, within the company because they're afraid of being called racist. They're afraid of what their bosses would do to them if they spoke up about how they felt about these these issues like Black Lives Matter. And I think that's a that's a problem, dude. Yeah, I I I a hundred percent see where you're coming from on that. And I think it it even extends past like ESPN and it extends to Hollywood. It extends to like CNN and the news media outlet of people that are just fearful of what like the higher ups are going to think of them. And if they can, if they'll lose their job or if there'll be any reper repercussions to like the way people perceive them. There's so much people, so many people today that are worried about what people think about them. And they're just willing to go in this one direction because uh, to be with the majority to them is better than to be right. I really feel like that. People would rather be wrong than be an outcast or be in the minority. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely feel that. And I, th I think we talked about this before, but um, back in in ancient times or barbaric times, if you went against the group you're you're shunned from the group and that you're more like likely to, to die or starve or get killed by an animal a wild animal so i think it's instinctual and i think it's uh it's been passed down to us but i do feel like a lot of people are realizing i, I think there's a there's a, a great awakening happening currently um and you see that with the freedom movement in Canada, like with the truckers and stuff. Have you heard about that? I've, I have not heard about that. All right. We have to educate play, me. Okay. <laughs> we have to, it's a freedom convoy in Canada. Essentially like there was thousands of, uh, truckers. You can call it truckers, uh, patriots, people that love freedom and don't, don't like this direction that we're headed at direction that we're headed towards with, you can call it communism. You can call it um, authoritarianism. Um, thousands of people went to Ottawa and parked there, and now they're they're just honking their horns, demanding these ma these bandits be uh, taken out. So they've been there for almost two uh, a week and a half or two weeks, and uh, throughout the day that they, they've just been honking their horns. It's crazy, dude. Mm. Uh, let me play some videos, actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good move. All right, so, and it's it's so interesting that it's not really talked about, dude. Mm. And um, this is this is I think one of the this is the biggest social movement coming out of Canada right now, and it's it's not being covered. So all these people that are parked there, they're parked there to protest all the mandates and and COVID restrictions. And these are a lot of truckers? Yeah, these are truckers, people that are against all these mandates. Shout out the truckers. And false official. 
You know what's going on, you guys. You know what's going on. Why are you making? Why are you lying? Why are you openly lying? Why? Why are you supporting official narratives? How many people? Look, it's real Canadians who supporting real Canadians. I immigrant. I came here 25 years ago. I don't like Canada. What's happening? Inofficial. But this is real Canada. This is real Canadians. I do love them. Look at this hero, truckers. Support. They fighting for us. For you, for me, for him, for everybody. What are they fighting for? For freedom. This is not a freedom. What do you mean how, by freedom? How it's possible that Trudeau and all this government mandate to do vaccine or something like this? Since when government forced to make a medical procedure? When? Since when? Do the doctor? Did she did this vaccine? I was okay, and now... now trip out on okay so the convoy happened a week or no 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 the first day it happened the uh justin trudeau the whatever he is the the president or the prime minister, prime minister yeah yeah the prime minister he said that he got covid so he went into hiding the first day it happened so i want to say after he got out of hiding this is this what his response was um Let me see. He wants to crack down on these people. Oh wait, that's 36 minutes. Let me uh Oh yeah, this this it's was like the big to underline. This was the big thing that was covered everywhere. The close to 90% of truckers in this country are vaccinated. Like close to 90% of Canadians. Over the past many months and years now, Canadians have stepped up to protect each other, to protect our frontline workers, to protect our elders, to protect our young people. To protect people like truckers who are putting food on our grocery store shelves. Canadians have stepped up to do the right thing to protect the freedoms and the rights of Canadians to get back to the things we love to do. We know the way through this pandemic is by getting everyone vaccinated. And the overwhelming majority, close to 90% of Canadians, have done exactly that. The small fringe minority of people who are on their way to Ottawa or who are uh, holding unacceptable uh, views uh, that they're expressing, holding unacceptable do views. not represent the views of Canadians who have been there for each other, who know following the science following the science stepping up to protect each other is the best way to continue to ensure our freedoms our rights our values as a country uh yeah the the interesting thing to me with like this whole situation uh is how much peer pressure is being put into play you know with these people <clears throat> like high officials and stuff speaking and almost trying to like guilt trip people into doing something that they're not comfortable with. Like not everyone's comfortable with like putting a vaccine 
in their body that has literally only been out for a few years, a, maybe a couple of years, you know, like only only a few years. And the company that put that out yeah. is not reliable. If, if anyone gets hurt, they're they're immune. You can't sue them pretty much. Yeah. And I was hearing something interesting that like with uh, each year alone, there's something like 2,500 medications and you have to fact check it but but there's something around like 2500 medications that are pooled every year because there are side effects to them and these are medications that probably have been I mean I don't know they've probably been tested just as much as this vaccine maybe maybe less maybe more and yet they're still pushing so hard for this vaccine we don't we don't even know like what effect it will have on people in 10 years to be honest um so i i understand why people are worried about it i'm not i'm not like anti-vaccine i'm not pro-vaccine i'm just kind of like let people do their thing you know yeah like let people do their thing and and don't tell them that they're they're wrong for being worried about what they put in their body like i, I yeah. put a lot of junk food in my body but <laughs> but at the same time like they're really health conscious people out there that that don't really trust the vaccine and it's understandable my thing is is when it's being forced upon the people and there's direct evidence to prove that the vaccine is causing harm to people and it's it's causing heart attacks it's causing myocarditis which is the inflammation of the heart um, it's causing people to, so essentially with the two doses that you get and then the booster shot. And I think there was, I think we're on the fourth shot now. I don't know. Yeah. But, um, it's caught, it's causing people to, uh, like their, their immunity is weakened by that, by the vaccine, yeah. which that's my whole thing is that when it's forced upon the people, I'm a hundred percent against that. Yeah, I'll just wait till the fiftieth shot. The fifth once, shot? The fiftieth. Oh, the fiftieth. Well, once the fiftieth comes out, I'll be like, "All right, all right, you guys did fifty of them. All right." <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm I'm waiting for the uh, the Megatron variant. Yeah, the yeah. There's gonna be some new variant that they're gonna make up. So there's this thing. Uh, I the news I think broke last week, where there's a new variant in the, the Netherlands and it's causing HIV which ag- again yeah. um this is I, I'm not a doctor I'm not I'm not a professional this is just me talking and I'm an idiot so me too <laughs> <laughs> um but in the Netherlands th- there's a, there's a strain that's causing HIV and according to people out there uh since the vaccine is weakening people's immune system that's that's what it's causing it's causing aids and and then you hear about people getting tested that having false positives for hiv um and and dude it's it's crazy it's 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 insane like how much tests they do it 
in China or whatever to create this virus that, that now it can actually create it can replicate AIDS. That's that's insane, man. Well, AIDS is uh, is an autoimmune deficiency, and oh. and what the virus is doing is it's destroying your immune system. I mean, not the virus, but the the vaccine, which it, it, there is a uh, you can you can go directly to the sources, Doctor Robert Malone, which he's the I think he's the founder and the creator of the mRNA vaccine, which the vaccine is, that's what that is. Pfizer, I think that's Moderna, Moderna, Moderna too, mm. which that's a direct source. The person that created the vaccine is saying that it's causing autoimmune disorders, auto, auto, autoimmune deficiencies. Mm. Can you imagine like how many, I mean, if this is all, a byproduct of the vaccine how many kids are going to be fucked up like in 20 30 years well not not only from the vaccine but from the masks too the masks too yeah okay so for the masks when kids are learning it's it's vital for them to look at mouth movements mouth lip movements of the lip displays of emotion when they're growing that that's a huge uh process of growing up and developing which wearing the mask you can't really tell if if what kind of emotion you're displaying what kind of what you're saying with your mouth and that's that's another huge thing that i think uh that's a good point that's a good point yeah i think even babies too you know yeah like <laughs> that's kind of funny when i think about it they don't they probably don't make like little masks for babies do they like little tiny masks i don't know like uh <laughs> kind of like those socks yeah, I mean, because I haven't went out and seen, like, a little baby with a little mask on. May, maybe if I looked, like, closer, I'd see, like, them wearing their little muzzles, but... Mm. I don't know, I just think, like, this this whole this whole thing is just silly. Um, especially, like, the stores. I know it's been years now, but, like, especially just the stores being like, Oh, you can't come in here if you, if you don't have your your mask on, you know? I just yeah. think like there's, I don't know. <laughs> I don't see, I don't see the point in like, in most of this. I think I kind of I kind of have the same view that I had a year ago, which is if you're highly susceptible to the virus, protect yourself with a mask. If you're healthy and you're willing to take the chance live your life you know and and you shouldn't be forced to wear a mask and you shouldn't be forced to take the vaccine it's it's just pretty simple to me like yeah i i don't i don't know why and and the thing that really like that really bothers me and gets under my skin is like when you're hanging out with friends and stuff and sometimes friends will be so forceful on oh you got to get vaccinated or they'll try to like push that opinion on you and I've, I just feel like altogether it's causing a lot of divisions with people like everyone there's there's this big split of people that are are, are like are for vaccines and these people that are not just like with uh, the BLM movement and I mean pretty much anything else Joe Biden uh, Donald Trump there's always these splits there's these divides of people and it's just over these ideologies yeah 
And it's like if we could just find a way to um, have like open conversations with people and respect their opinion and say, you know, I might not be right, but at the same time, you don't have the right to force me to do something, you know, I, I don't see why, why this has to be like such a big issue. I mean, yeah. it is, but like. It's just blown out of proportion. Yeah, my opinion on at least people trying to force something on you is that that, that you shouldn't even that should not happen, and and that's where I think draw uh, the, for me that's where the line is drawn is when it's trying to be forced upon someone. Yeah. Why do you think people try so hard to force their opinion on others? because uh, I mean that's a, that's a deep question no, because yeah no I think it's um one is because the people that are trying to force their opinion on someone most of the time it's a, an opinion of someone else it's an opinion of like they haven't formed their own opinion it's just what they've been told it's just what they, 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 you know, what they've been given to, and, and um, you see that. For for example, I, I had a friend that I was talking to, and uh, he was really scared of all this COVID stuff that was happening uh, currently. Yeah. And he sent me a, a Google thing where it's like, oh, COVID cases. Uh, I mean, let me let me pull it up real quick. I forgot what we were talking about, but <laughs> this is a good, uh, okay. Okay. COVID cases in Surf County, right? Yeah. Okay. You see this? Oh my God, dude. Look at that. How many, what's the seven day average? 2,200. Dude, that's a lot of cases, uh-huh. right? But that's just people infected. If you go to deaths the seven day average is like okay again any death is terrible but yeah um compared to how many people are infected there's so there's there's far more people that are surviving this virus than actual deaths that are happening yeah and um that's i feel like that's one thing where it's like fear oh people so many people are dying from the from covid and um, when, when, when in fact, there's not that many people dying. And it's yeah. like, it, it sounds like a flu that we've been living with in our entire lives. Yeah. And I feel, I forgot what we were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, uh, I was just talking about why people try to force their opinions on others. I've always wondered like what benefit does it bring them to force to try to force their opinion on someone else i guess i guess you can make the whole argument with the whole covid situation that if people genuinely believe that covid is really dangerous they're trying to force their opinion on others in order to um protect 
you know. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I think it's with good intention. Yeah, it might yeah, be yeah. a good intention. Yeah, yeah. Um, because they're genuinely fearful and afraid of it. Yes, I hundred percent agree. Yeah, because I can't think of any other reason why they would try to force that, like that opinion on someone. Hmm. Like I genuinely can't think of any other reason. Okay, I guess. Okay, what I was trying to get through with the point I was trying to make with that graph is that yes, people are are acting with great in- good intentions and they want to protect people, but with the facts, the the facts that are coming out, it's it's um, I, I feel like they're not aware of the inf- the actual information that's not being told to them. Does that make sense? Yeah. Whereas they're not they're not aware of the actual the real information. Yeah. And I think that's where the issue is is that um the information is not it's either censored or hidden from the people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh just cuz the media lies a lot. I mean They're always they're gonna slant it in whatever serves their best interests all the time, and they'll cherry pick news portions that are gonna fit what the the story that they want to tell. So, and like it or not, a lot of people, even even people that are friends, you know, are tuning in to these um, you know news media outlets. And they're they're locked into it, and that's that's um, that that's their perspective. That's all they see all the time. So, I mean, it makes sense why they would believe it. But like again, we're seeing more and more how, like, these media outlets lie so much, blatantly. Yeah, blatantly, which is so crazy, bro. Yeah, I heard I I heard this quote. Um, it's easier to fool someone than to convince them they've been fooled. Yeah, than to convince someone they've been fooled. Yeah. So I just feel like that's so true. Like a lot of people are being fooled by these media outlets. And then you try to convince them, hey, um, they lied to you and people get mad about it because they think they were smarter. <laughs> they were smarter, you know, than, <clears throat> than, than, uh, than they were, you know, because they were obviously fooled. But, you know, that's just the way it is. I feel like a lot with these these uh, news outlets. Here's an interesting quote that I've heard, and I think it rings true. Um, and again, it's just like not picking sides, but I think there is some truth to it, which uh, Democrats are people with hearts and Republicans are people with brains. Which... You, I mean, whatever, whatever you want to think about that, it's like people that, like the you call them de- the Democrats, whatever it is. People that uh, believe the narrative, they truly think that what they're doing is for the right purpose, and you can call it the right, you can call it whatever you want to call it, but. People with the brain, people with the brains, are thinking with logic. They're thinking with facts. They're thinking with information that are that, that's given to them. Whereas, 
uh, people that react with their emotions are easily controlled. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, I just think we got to do with two party system. Yeah. I think we got to abolish it. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. Um, because if like, whether we like it or not, like our government should be looked at like a tribe, you know, like in ancient times there are tribes and like in a tribe, everyone works together to come to the best conclusion. And like right now it's like, I just, I just think everyone's so divided and like, instead of using our brains <sighs> and thinking like, how can we look at the other person's opinion and try to find some type of compromise to get to the best solution? It's more of defeating the other side. That's what it's become now. Like, how can we defeat the other side? And it's excluding all, like you said, all logical thinking and all, all intelligence just to uh, support uh, one's own worldview. Mm. and one's own dogma you know and that's something that i think there's a lot of dogma for sure in politics where it's it 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 goes beyond am i right and it's more so i just want to get my way because this is what i believe a hundred percent yeah there's no that questioning that yeah yeah no a hundred percent and and my thing is trying my best to find the truth what what is the truth what is actually going on and for me that's where i stand is not on the left or the right it's it's what well what's what's going on like trying to question everything yeah that's that's a very good perspective question question everything um for sure yeah yeah I agree with that. And don't take anything that you see as the truth. Yeah. And even though I'm like, like I agree with that, even though I'm questioning everything, um, I don't get mad at everything. See, there's two, I, I feel like there's that perspective too. Yeah. Uh, there's people that get mad at everything. Mm. Like they hear something that differs with their viewpoint. And instead of thinking, Hmm, do they have any points? It's more, I don't agree with that. You know, yeah, and, and they don't even think, like they mm. don't even think. They're just, they're just mad because someone said something that they they don't agree with at that moment. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's definitely a big problem, and uh, that's why I'm so, I'm so fortunate that we live in a time where there are people that are willing to actively go against like, uh, the media. You know, there are people out there. There are people that are influential and like every great, every generation needs great people like that. Every generation needs someone that, and I really believe it, whether that person is right or wrong, they still, every generation needs someone that's going to go against the main narrative. Um, because if everyone's going in the same direction, uh, that's, that's not good. Um, if it's the wrong direction, you know? Yeah. To yeah. quote uh, Gary V, when people zig, I zag. <laughs> it's a very good quote. <laughs> Gary V's my spirit animal. 
Shout out Gary V. Shout out to Gary V. Your inspiration to all of us here at the Stu Crew. <laughs> we appreciate you. Yo. <laughs> but no, that's... I mean, the whole COVID situation is a, is a rabbit hole. It and people are barely... Hole. People are barely finding out right now that things like the BLM and even COVID, you know, to a degree, are just diversions from bigger narratives. They're just to get people's attention off of other things that are going on. And you know what the diversion is right now that I think is happening? What? Uh, Russia and Ukraine and the U.S., potentially getting into another war world war three world i think it's world war three which how 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 convenient that again these are just ideas but how convenient that when we're coming close to the end of the pandemic something else happens that and and, and then when these things are coming out where oh it is actually coming from a lab oh vaccines are hurting people there's i feel like there's another diversion to distract people from the fact that all this stuff actually came true came to the light and um you know there, there could there could be another diversion tactic which i don't know it's it's like 40 chess that they're playing bro and when i say they it's the people that are trying to con- control the narrative the people that are uh, trying to force a world digital currency. It's the people that are that want control of the entire population. Yeah. Um, just how do you like? I have a interesting question. Yeah. So if a U.S. Ukraine Russia war would happen. Let's say it happened tomorrow. Like, how do you see that playing out? Like, because war has sh- war has changed a lot within the last hundred years for sure. Yeah, but like they're talking nuclear, nuclear war. They're talking like again. I don't know if this is true, but they're talking nuclear. Where if okay, so if I think Russia is set to invade Ukraine, and then what Ukraine or what Russia said is that if the u.s retaliates and sends troops sends nato troops to protect ukraine then russia could potentially act with nuclear intentions which again la new york texas yeah so you so let's say you wake up tomorrow morning and uh you hear you hear a news radio uh, something on the news or something on social media and it's and it alerts you that uh russia has sent a nuclear <laughs> over here to like la yeah oh we're, we're fucked and we're yeah we're we're what like 60 to 100 miles away yeah like less than that we're like we're we're we're, we're 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 really close in yeah. oxnard fuck like 30 30 some miles away i don't know fuck yeah, i'm bad with maps like like 50 probably but yeah somewhere around there yeah yeah like what? What are you gonna do? I mean, I don't. If it doesn't reach us by then, I, dude, we're fucked. And you, you, you're, you're told. You hear the the, the <laughs> sirens like on the news radio or like on on the television or 
like you, you you see like i don't know you might see like police and like different people outside and uh like you know generally it's gonna hit like in two hours uh i mean i uh, at that point since we're so close to la um i think we might be vaporized <laughs> and um at that time you know i'm just gonna accept my fate accept what's gonna happen and uh get with my fam get with my friends probably get with everyone and yeah. just be like yo this has been a dope time i'll see you in the next life yo i'm telling you brandon <laughs> if i found that out i call you up yeah I call like everyone that i know the stew crew and i'd be like i call i call like my grandma uh <laughs> I would try. I would try to dip out, but like it's pretty hard. It's pretty hard. We don't have a car right now. But I would <laughs> you're trying to wait for the bus. You're like, oh shit! Like, hey, I mean, we can take the bus. <laughs> As I'm driving off the bus, like they're taking off, and like you see the explosion right behind us. Yeah, but, yeah, we're pretty much done. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> I'd be like, hey, hey, I would try to convince you to book to book out of this shit. You know, like take off in that truck and just like just dip. You know. Pro- probably dude but I then mean, you know i'm not dude there's gonna be uh, like thousands of people trying to get out you're gonna yeah it's gonna be so much traffic yeah all the traffic all of the uh people that are trying to get out yeah um and then there's the fact that once that happens people are gonna panic of course obviously there people are gonna panic um you know and if we even if we do survive it's a it's it's a state of survival so people you know we're gonna have to form communities tribes we're gonna have to form uh you know and then there's people that might want to loot and shit you know yeah and then i don't know there's a whole and then, like and then just to think of it like yeah it's so crazy to think about because let's say you you find like a really cool bunker and you're like underground you st- and, and like you come up you still have to worry about the the radioactivity you know yeah like if you come up you're gonna you're gonna get cancer or something <laughs> yeah you're gonna have uh you're gonna grow three testicles yeah i'll have yeah for sure yeah uh (laughs) and then like you're not gonna get be able to get any food above ground unless it's canned because sheesh because that's gonna all be done or like it's fallout type shit yeah you there's gonna be no plants or vegetation all the animals are gonna be dead or like radioactive like pus Plus blisters sitting everywhere. Fuck. Yeah, we, we'd be fucked if that happened, man. Dude, did you... Okay, now that I'm thinking about this, did you see the picture of uh, the bombs at Nagasaki? So there was there was ash projected onto the walls of a person, like, after that blast. I think I've, I think I've seen some pictures of that. Like, the, the actual, like... It's like a, a silhouette of them. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Yeah. That shit's crazy, man. That is wild. Yeah. Imagine getting hit by like a nuclear and like, I don't even, I don't want to know what that feels like, but like, I wonder if it's a really fast death or if like you actually feel like the skin being like peeled off of your bones. Hmm. Interesting. Ah. Uh, not well, that I want maybe, to, not maybe, that I want to know how it feels like, but I would like to know like 
I would like I, w- I would not want to experience it, but I would like to know, you know? Well, yeah, maybe if you're closer to the to the impact, then it might be a fast one, but yeah. maybe since we're farther out, um it might be a slower one because you know, the shock wave, the the radiation, we might have to live with the radiation that might cause other shit to happen. Yeah. And then if 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 Russia had like the gall to shoot a nuclear in like one of the biggest cities because but Russia's huge though. Russia's a huge area yeah. of land. Uh-huh. Like I wonder what the US would do. Like probably just shoot another one right over there. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And you know what? I think uh I think this is a fact too that there's Russian ships uh, out at sea right now with, like, they're ready. They're ready to, uh, let me, let me look that up. Yeah. Because <clears throat> I think, yeah, they're ready to fucking to hit that button. Six Russian warsh- warships and submarine now entering Black Sea. So all Putin, all Putin has to do is is give the word, and boom. Um, okay, let me find. We're really fucked because <clears throat> with Joe Biden as president. <laughs> yeah. Okay, wait, hold on. I think if I that found were to it. happen, yeah. Um, Cold War displays a power. Leave, yeah. Joe Biden, he's gonna be like, "Come on, Don't man, just send the nukes already." <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Uh, hold on, Control F. Okay. <clears throat> Imagine Here it he is. just has like a, a bad speech <laughs> while he's up there, and he accidentally tells him to, to shoot us with a nuke. Oh my God! <laughs> he's like, "Come on, man." While the Russian naval forces old, the cruisers, destroyers, and amphibious ships are all nearing 40 years of service and remains vigorous. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Moscow were built during the Cold War to hunt down U.S. aircraft carriers at sea and are equipped with 16 P-500 Balzitida anti-ship mis- missiles each. Balzitida is a very large anti-ship mi- missile about the size of a small bus packing either one ton high explosive warhead or a nuclear warhead it travels at up to mac 2.5 and has a range of 344 miles um yeah so they're at the black sea right now just chilling but so, like apparently <laughs> but aren't there like countermeasures to all this shit like if they were to shoot a missile wouldn't like wouldn't there be i don't know if they have a device or whatever or, like some type of missile that could blow it and intercept it before it, I'm like, not gets sure over here. I'm not sure like I don't know what I don't know what the US spends all their money on but like I would think that would be a smart idea gender studies <laughs> that's what they spend all their money on yeah probably yeah <laughs> I mean that's what it seems like yeah I got it's my deg- like, I have yeah. my degree and uh, I think I'm going to go back to school to study gender <laughs> 
Yeah, sounds cool. I mean, I mean, damn. If I, if I'm passionate about that, you know, um, that might be a, a good thing. Yeah, if you're really passionate about it. Yeah. Yeah, you can uh, join the uh, the trans movement or something. Yeah. You know what I think about is. Um, how there are some people that regret transitioning. Yeah. That might, that must be tough, bro. Yeah, like you chopped off your nuts and, and dick and you got it you got a hole in there. Yeah. It's not even a functioning hole. No. <laughs> it's a reversed penis. Yeah. It, it doesn't even work correctly and like you're like, damn, I'm really I'm really stuck here without a penis. Yeah. And uh Yeah. And and you still got a chiseled jawline and you just the Adam's apple. You got an Adam's apple, and you got a deep, deep ass voice. Like, uh huh. I don't know. I just feel like that's that's pretty, that's pretty bad to have to live like that. I mean, I'm not, a, <laughs> I'm not against trans people, <laughs> <laughs> but still, I feel bad for you guys. I mean, but keep yeah. doing you though. Keep doing you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, do you boo boo? Yeah. I feel like there's. If you're gonna if you're gonna go through with something, go all the way through and like don't try to revert back. Imagine if Caitlyn Jenner would were to go back to being a dude. That would, dude, there was an announcement that I, I'm no longer going to be a, a woman. I am now going to be back to a dude. It's like, <laughs> I'm 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 uh, transitioning back to Bruce. Yeah, I feel like Bruce today. Yeah, how do people change their minds like that so fast? That's incredible. <laughs> That's truly amazing. Oh, it's like you wake up one day and it's like, oh man, I'm, I feel like getting pegged by a dude. I think I'm, I, I think I'm going to be called Caitlyn today. Yeah. Oh, did you, <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, <laughs> uh, you know that, uh, actress, uh, what's her name? Uh, Ellen Page. Yeah. 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 You From, know how uh, she transitioned to a dude, right? Yeah. To Elliot. Yeah. Elliot. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's just funny because like. You you watch like all those old movies and I'm like man she's kind of hot, and then to think now like she transitioned to a dude like, like, like that's just crazy. Do you think Elliot's hot? Elliot? Yeah, Elliot. Let me see. I mean, if Elliot had tits, sure. Let me see. Let, let's uh, shout out to Elliot. Let me see. I mean, I'm down to rate Elliot as a as a dude. I'm down to give Elliot the dude rating. Let's see how hot Elliot is as, as a dude. Uh, yeah, let's see this. Elliot looks like a uh, prepubescent boy. Dude, Elliot has a freaking has a six pack, bro. Oh shit! Let's look at that. Hey, dude, respect. Yeah, it's better six pack than mine for sure. It's for me too. That's kind of scrawny though, but that's kind of lit. <laughs> hey, respect to Elliot. <laughs> Abs are not easy to fucking acquire. Yeah, imagine. I mean, you have them, but for them to show like that, that's not easy. Imagine Elliot just got him silicone injected. Nah, they got to be natural. Maybe they're maybe they're. I mean, if you got like a a silicone abs, Elliot Page will be will absolutely be in the Umbrella Academy season three. Wow, Elliot Page. Yeah, shout out Elliot Page. 
Hey, Elliot, if you're listening to the podcast, come on the podcast. Come on the podcast. And, and uh, yeah. let's let's chop it up. Let's chop it up. Anything you want to talk about, you know? You know what's interesting? Um, what I just thought about is that since Elliot transitioned, yeah, like the before these used to be boobs. Yeah, actually, Elliot did an impressive job of. Uh, that's an awesome transformation. Yeah, I would say that's that is awesome. No, I'm not even joking. I'm gonna uh, okay. So the face still looks like a girl's. But as far as like a total like trans uh, transition, I'm gonna give it an eight. Okay, that that right there is impressive. Yeah, that is impressive, dude. That's impressive. I give that one like a nine. It's pretty impressive. That is pretty impressive. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not capping at all. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. Shout out Alan, or Elliot. Sorry, I got. I got to think about like, I got to think about the right uh, the right <laughs> names. But shout out. Uh, shout out Elliot. Elliot, you have my respect. Likewise. Yeah. <laughs> should we uh should we rate uh <laughs> let's start rating the different uh uh trans. Yeah. Alright. Look up oh, uh dude, we should do uh trans tra- uh, people that from guys to girls. Yeah, let's do it. Um Yeah. I'm gonna give uh give the ratings here and uh see if see if we agree on it. Alright, let's see. Uh dang, I wonder can we go to images? Alright, just check out images. Hmm. Interesting. This is <laughs> Okay, uh, demographic. Uh, what would we even look up? Uh, look at oh, let's let's rate Caitlyn Jenner. All right, I feel like that's that's like uh, the most uh, popular one. Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah. Let me see. Oh, before and after. Whoops. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> Kaylee Jenner just looks like Kate, uh, Bruce Jenner with yeah. uh, with makeup on. So Bruce, uh, this picture of Bruce reminds me of, for some reason, William Defoe. Like yeah, I, kinda. I, I always got that vibe. It's like he kind of reminds me of William Defoe. He kind of does. He kind of does. Yeah. Why? <laughs> like this pic? I don't know. He does. I would say I'm gonna give that. I'm gonna give it a. I'm gonna give it a six. At least he tried, you know. I feel like he tried. Yeah, I'm about to do. I'm about to do a five. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, honestly, just from this it just picture, looks like Bruce Jenner. yeah, it looks like Bruce Jenner with long hair. Yeah, like, <laughs> like if if just the hair was on here, he looked like yeah, Caitlyn. I mean, it's not like he shrunk in size either. He just looks just looks like a uh, Bruce Jenner. Uh, who else transitioned? Um, oh, let's do famous, uh, famous, uh, gender trans- transitions. 
Oh, whoa. Oh, is this Orange is the New Black? Uh, oh, yeah, that is, I think. Actually, I'm going to give that one. That's solid. That is pretty solid. That's solid. I'm going to give that. I think I'll give that. I'm going to give that eight. That's a solid. That's Here's a solid right transition. There. Yeah, that's that is a, That is a solid that's transition. I'm not going to lie. That's a solid. Yeah, that's solid. Great job. Great job. <laughs> solid you, you did you did oh. your thing dude okay again i would have to say that it, they look exactly the same except for the hair and uh obviously the facial hair i don't know i think that's that's solid you, he looks like a fat lady i'd give that i'm gonna give that uh i'm gonna give that a seven i'm still going with maybe five. a six maybe a six i'm doing yeah. five um, wow, you're you're rough on these um these trans, huh? Yeah. You you have like you have high standards. I do have high standards. <laughs> well, I have to think of it as an, an attractiveness too. I I'm you looking at, I'm looking at it as can they pass? If they were to go out in public? Okay, can we do Okay, let's do <laughs> <laughs> If you want, let's do uh would you smash? All right. All right, let's do that. I need some more wine for this though. <laughs> um oh yeah i got you i need some more too this is getting serious there you go cheers all right gotta sip the honesty juice the honesty juice all right um <laughs> <coughs> All right, let's do. Damn, some of these people look like they really messed themselves up. I mean, hold on. Let, let's go to uh, Hall and let's do eight who went gender, underwent gender. Okay. Wow, they're they're going high. They're saying gorgeous. Okay. These these people I better don't be my, really gorgeous. I don't want my data being sold, bro. Do not <laughs> sell my data. No, thank you. Oh, all right. Here we go. This is juicy. Yeah, but they're not showing the after. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. Hold on here. Hold on oh, here. Solid, solid. Wow. I'm, I'm just going to say solid right now. Yeah. All right. Umbrella Academy star Paige came out as transgender. transgender. Okay. Laverne Cox. I think that was the person that we saw earlier, right? Solid. Solid. 100%. Cox clearly became the one of the most visible trans actresses. With the rise orange is the new black solid bro solid. solid okay would you smash uh i honestly i wouldn't smash i i think i would smash mm, okay think respect I would smash mm, what's this isis king oh the name kind of throws me off i don't know that uh, that's pretty solid if that was a dude king the first transgender woman to compete on america's next top model um, I would not smash. Um, it, it, yeah. Even if it was actual woman, um, I mean, I, I wouldn't. Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't um, here's the thing. What if? What if you were lured by this attractive person? Like, let's just say it was someone that you were attracted to, and then they told you, "Hey, I was a dude." You know? Mm -hmm. Like, what would your reaction to that be? So, if, okay. Originally, I thought they're a woman, and uh, 
like I was about to, and they said I'm a dude. Yeah. I wouldn't do it. Okay. Solid. Um, would you? <laughs> uh, I would be, I would be kind of hesitant. I'm, 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 I'm thinking, what are they going to do to me? You're earring on the side of maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Wait, what's this dude? Valentina Sampi. If, Samp- if they're, if they're dominant and they're trying Hold to like, on. wait a second, dude, let me see this. If they have a dick. Wait. Okay. We have to Google this. Cause I think I would smash. <laughs> that's smash worthy right there <laughs> that one that last photo which one the one that was on uh this one yeah that one right there that's smash worthy right there hold on i want to know if uh if she was trans transgender because i can't even tell I don't know. That was Smash Ruby. I don't know. For so, for some of these people, I just have to give them their props. Like, oh, look, dude. What? Wait. Before. I do have to give them the props, All I have though. to do is just... Hey, you know, respect. Yeah, no, definitely 100% respect. Yeah, I'm not knocking it. I'm not knocking it at all. Um, I mean, the the only thing that bothers me is when they do a really crappy job at it. I might have to, um, like, do some research later. No, yeah, (laughs) yeah, when they, when they do a really crappy job at it, that's, that's when, um, I'm like, man, why, why did you even do that if you, if you knew you're not going to look good? Hmm. What? Kim Petras? Oh, there's Caitlyn. Yeah, there's Caitlyn. Now, now that I'm seeing all these other people, I'm like, man, Caitlyn, you, 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 you didn't do your, you didn't do as good as you could have done. I feel like, you know, you probably could have tried harder. Yeah. But oh, it's probably because Caitlyn. Wendy old. Carlos. Look at that dude. Oh, that's that's the one. That's the video that uh, Eddie sent me. I guess uh, transgender. Yeah, it's uh, so so Wendy Carlos was a lady that uh transitioned to a man and was like really into like synthesizers and really uh, that's awesome like a pioneer of like electronic sounds too that's dope really cool that is really dope. cool and the, and when i saw the video um i was like this just looks like a a guy that He's has like a really like a really feminine guy yeah yeah, yeah. and uh then I, I was like, this got, it has to be a uh, girl, you know? So I ended up, like, Googling this person. And I was like, wow, this is a girl. Mm. Very impressive, though. Impressive. Dude, very impressive yeah. and Still respect. Looks, yeah, I mean, I would say I would give that, like, a, I would give that, like, a 7 or 8. Pretty pretty impressive. I would have to give that a, yeah, definitely an 8. Give it, like, a 7 or 8. Yeah, definitely give that an eight. She she could Spec. probably she could probably fool like some women, you know. I would love to uh, pay her taxes. <laughs> you would love to pay her taxes. Mm-hmm. Interesting. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, 
<laughs> you know it'd be dope. You know it'd be dope getting. I like, would love to financially support her. So let's say there's this uh, there's this trans transgender person. Uh, that lives in Oxnard, that is kind of popular, and they they want to come on your podcast to kind of like talk about like the transgender scene, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, would you be interested in having them to come and converse? Dude, I would fucking love to. That would be that would be amazing, man. Dude, if if anyone's listening to this and is transgender, um, even if you're not from the city or if you just want to talk, that would be amazing, and I would lo- ha- love to have a conversation with you. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you know. Uh, Joe Rogan had a transgender on his podcast. He had two bodybuilder one, I think. He had two. Or actually, no, that I think he was gay. But um, which yeah. ones were which ones were those? Uh, he had. I remember. I remember the guy. That was a woman. It was like a bodybuilder. I forgot what his name was, but I do remember the girl's name. The, that was a dude. Mm. Was uh Blair White. Oh yeah, Blair White for yeah, sure. So yeah, he yeah, had yeah. That, yeah, that, yeah. He had that guy or that that uh that lady yeah and then he also had uh try to remember this guy's this guy's name but he was like he had like a shaved head and was a bodybuilder right yeah yeah yeah. i know what you're talking about yeah but uh both of them both of them were were very impressive like and talking to their subjects and also they did an impressive job at like transitioning as well yeah so respect 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 i would say they they both the guy, the guy was even more impressive. The guy was probably like, he was like an eight. Woo! Yeah. Wait, it's not switching over now. Oh, there you go. Okay. Oh yeah. But I shout out, to shout sure. out to the transgender community. You guys are some of you guys are are, are killing it. For sure, hundred percent, dude. Um, I don't know. Is there anything that we missed? Uh, I think we covered uh, trannies pretty well. Um. Oh, I wanted to talk to you about something else. What was it though? Oh, the Kanye West documentary. That's an amazing documentary. She part Sheesh. one. Yeah, wow, man, uh, that was amazing. It was crazy because like watching that, it really captured like the the meaning of what it is to be an artist. You know, it captured it really well, and yeah, and I liked how. Sorry, I liked how um, the video footage was really grainy. And it was just it was just a bunch of old footage, and it's like, right now every day, like when we're here in the stew, or when we come and talk, and we just hang out with each other, like we capture footage that could potentially be very very useful, you know, like years from now. And it's it's all if we archive it. And Kanye, like, just did a really good job of like archiving this footage and turning it into like a documentary. Like it was really cool, man. Yeah, I just I enjoyed it. I I feel like it was my favorite documentary I've watched in quite some time. Like of of someone's life. Like I really I really really liked it. Yeah, me too. And um for me, it also again, it remind it reminds me of what everyone here is doing in the 805 as far as the come up and yeah. as far as um like you said what it takes to be an artist and just the struggles that he went through as well even though he had produced a huge song an album for jay-z he was still getting rejected and he was he was um he was thought of as just the producer and and when what he really wanted to do was rap yeah and um 
just seeing the story, seeing the history, um, and just those special moments that that were captured. That's that was amazing, bro, to see. Yeah, um, e- even with Donda seeing his mom, um, and how supportive he was of him, and yeah, that, that was it was very amazing. Yeah, the thing that thing that impressed me a lot about this this whole documentary too is like the fact that he used what he was good at which was um which is producing uh to be able to get to do what he also was good at which is rapping but he you he essentially uh he used every avenue to get to where he wanted to get to and he was relentless like in the documentary like the fact that he would go into these studios and he would play his music out loud and he had no like he had absolutely no shame about it and like that conviction that confidence that willingness to put himself out there like it was just refreshing to see like because the thing is when you're when you're an artist when you're when you're presenting something to to people that uh that opens up a lot of vulnerability like you have to be very vulnerable to put your art out there because there'll be people that will not appreciate it there'll be people that will that will appreciate it but it really is like a 50 50 at times mm-hmm. but uh even just to see the fact that some people were hearing what he was making and just blatantly ignoring it um and it didn't it didn't stop him from having that belief that he would he he, he could do great things and we obviously now he's probably possibly the biggest artist on the planet you know like i would i would consider him in my opinion the biggest artist on the planet right now i feel like the biggest artist on the planet and the person that has had the most impact as far as changing what it means to fucking changing what it means to make music bro in general like hip-hop music production wise he he was an innovator or he is an innovator he still is and um i don't know and just seeing the moment when he was in the club too where people he was kind of shy or he like nobody even recognized him at that point in time and uh again that that didn't stop him from pursuing greatness yeah and the more the more i see of that documentary or the more i saw of it i've always heard this idea that he's he's changed you know throughout the years but i really haven't seen that much of a change um because some of the same like ticks he has or he had back then like he still has now like sometimes he would spout off like this great idea. Uh, there, there was something he said about um, like a music idea th- that was in the car, you know. And um, this guy was like, "Oh, you better not say that because now we have the idea." And then he would just like, he would just zone out and just stare off into the distance. And it was just really crazy to see because like, you could tell his mind is operating on it like on a different level. Yeah. Yeah. And he's just, he's thinking in a different way than most people are. And, um, 
you even see that today. He does the same stuff. Like it was just that people weren't aware of just how um, how great he was, you know. That and 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 people weren't ready to to hear hear that. And now, like he he was so ahead of his time at yeah, that time for sure. And, and it's crazy, bro. Mm-hmm. It's a mate. It's amazing. So amazing. About to bump some Kanye. <laughs> yeah, man. And I think a lot of great innovators are uh, misunderstood. And um, I really feel great innovators are misunderstood. And uh, they're always appreciated uh, too late. And... Um, Thankfully, Kanye was able to to make great achievements, um, you know, within the last like 10, 15 years for sure. And he's had like a dominant streak for such a long time. It's crazy, man. But um, yeah, he's he's a uh, he's one of the greats of all time in my books. For sure. Yeah. Hundred percent agree. One of the greats, like. Mm. He was he was the artist to um, kind of mainstream and popularize uh, 808s, and now you hear it in every track. And it, yeah, even like synthesizers and, 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 and rap music, like that stuff was was not being done back then. It's crazy. Uh, 808s, and also before that, it was uh, rap. Whoa. It, it was rap that They're coming for you i know they, they, you spoke too much it, it was rap come for me i don't i don't give a fuck come for me <laughs> no i'm just kidding um it was rap that before it was it was gangster rap it was hardcore rap you know it was that but kanye switched it up and spoke what was on his mind instead of playing this facade and he he, he just spoke his mind yeah. And I feel like that opens so many doors for other artists to do the same thing. Yeah. For sure. Like, a lot of rappers are not comfortable about talking about, like, mental issues. And they're not comfortable about, you know, rapping about uh, their struggles with mo- money and stuff, you know. And, and these are things I feel like Kanye does exceptionally well because... I feel like within hip hop and rap in general, it's a lot of bravado and a lot of bragging and it's a lot of, and which, which Kanye does do that. But I feel like he balances out with talking about his struggles too. Like he does a really good job. Um, it's, it's, he's, he's just, he's like an open box, but he's just so talented in just creating interesting sounds too. Like, I don't know. There's something, there's something that people connect to with Kanye, for sure, that uh, they don't make that connection with every artist. Like he 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 connects to certain people in a really good way. Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, hip hop, the origins started as kind of a braggadocious kind of thing with with breakdancing. You know, it's always been a, like a kind of a competition, you can call it. Whereas it's like I'm I'm the best or like I'm better than you in a way, and uh, hit, like 
it kind of took a turn when I mean even before Kanye but I feel like Kanye is the one that made it cool or made it a thing or opened so many doors for artists to talk about their emotions or what they're going through at the time and um it's like and that that was another avenue or door for hip hop and and then that's when Kid Cudi came out and um opened so many doors for other artists too and um I don't know I'm just excited to see where it goes yeah yeah I'm I'm really excited to see like where the music industry goes yeah like I'm really really excited for that especially like the next 10 years because um just just generally because for the last 15 years I would say it's been a lot of trap music and it's been an explosion of like the underground scene where you see all these artists that are independent that are creating their own art within their their own studios within their own bedrooms at times um, like blowing up and just to see like how music evolves Mm -hmm. how it evolves in the next 10 years and like uh, like what genres are going to rise like who are going to be like the key players in the next wave of like mainstream music and also in the next wave of just music that people really resonate with you know yeah like i'm i'm really interested in that uh i have i have some ideas you have some ideas i have some i have some ideas what are these ideas they must not be spoken about on the podcast (laughs) (laughs) you heard it here first don't speak about them on the podcast (laughs) too secret there it's top secret um but I don't know. I, I can talk to you after the podcast, but um, it, it must not be known. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, we'll talk. We'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll talk we'll about talk, it. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Um. Well, fuck. I was gonna say. I feel like I was gonna say something really cool. Um. Oh, did you catch the uh, Super Bowl f- performance by chance with uh, uh, Eminem? I did watch it, dude. I, I only think... watched the Super Bowl. <laughs> huh? I only watched the performance itself, dude. I mean, from from my opinion, is that I think that was a huge moment for hip hop, bro. Because uh, prior to that, um, yeah. it was mostly like it was mostly pop. It was mostly these pop artists. Yeah. Um, and again, I'm not a huge Super Bowl watcher, so my opinion is take it with a grain of salt. All right, but um, for hip hop, seeing Snoop Dogg. 50 Cent, Eminem, Kendrick Lamar, uh, who else? Uh, did you see Anderson Pack? Seeing Anderson yeah. Pack there. Yeah. I think, and Eminem, did I say that? Um, anyways, I think that was a huge moment for hip hop. I agree. Yeah. I agree. It was, uh, it was cool to see, um, Especially like the throwbacks to a lot of like '90s and 2000s artists. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. Uh, yeah, I think I think it was good. Um, I I I am a I am a fan of of hip hop more so than I was in the last in the last ten years. 
uh, just because I come to appreciate like just the inner workings of it within communities and just how how it is like I feel like it's the every man's music yeah and that's what I really do like about it uh huh um the fact that like you could have these artists that are within small cities making their music and coming up it's just it's just incredible to me to like to to just think about you know it's not it's not someone that's i feel i've always felt like hip-hop at its best is someone who's um not too concerned with their image they're just more concerned about putting out like heartfelt stuff that resonates with people yeah and and uh, like with the origins of hip-hop it's graffiti b-boying emceeing and and the you know the the origination of that i feel like still it's being passed down to this present moment and it's it's about the art form i feel like you know the art form the culture and um I don't know. It's it's really amazing to see. Yeah, we're seeing it in, yeah. in our area right now, you know? Yeah. Like, a lot of great artists in our area. And, and it's cool to see you doing your thing. It's cool to see Adaptive doing his thing, Ty. And everyone is, um... Everyone's just putting out what they what they believe in, and that's great. Like, that's, that's the way it should be. And... When hip hop innovates, I feel like that's when it's at its best. You know, like when sure. it innovates, yeah, like it has sure. to. Um, hip hop needs to evolve. Um, like everyone appreciates like a good, classic sounding hip hop track, but I feel like I feel like hip hop uh, still has some more like layers of evolution for sure. Oh, definitely. Because it's because you, you think about it, hip hop's. Hip hop is a new a new genre, like not a really new genre, but <coughs> it's um it's only been around for like forty years or so, you know, like maybe maybe less. Yeah, like uh, the earliest forms of hip hop were probably like in the late seventies, like late seventies to early eighties. Yeah, definitely. Like <coughs> just um. Yeah, really, really cool genre music, but at the same time, it's, uh, <coughs> oh shit, I got COVID. You got COVID? <coughs> I'm just kidding. I hope it's not my, my, my vape blowing at you. Maybe, it might be actually. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna stop that. Um, but yeah, it, I feel like it still has, uh, it, it's, it's pretty much a new genre. You know, there's there's a lot of exploration to be made with hip hop, and uh, I mean, I'm excited to see where it goes. You know, I'm yeah. excited to see people try new ideas. I'm excited to see where you go. I'm excited to see where I go. I'm excited to see where you go. I'm excited to see where everyone goes. Yeah, yeah. who knows, man? But uh, <coughs> it's uh, it's gonna be a wild ride, that's for sure. But a wild ride. Is better than a boring ride. Yeah, man, definitely uh, a a ride filled with ups and downs, a ride filled with struggles, but also wins. Yeah, a ride that has 
rides within rides. Yeah, but do you really win if you never struggle? I mean, you I mean, you could say that you could you could win. You could win without a struggle. Yeah. But that's not that's not the I feel like that's not fun. It's a good point. Yeah. Because if you live your life and let's see diet like 99 and you're like, "Man, I never struggled all throughout my life." And you just die. Like you have nothing nothing to reflect on, you know? You, you you all you remember is like my life was easy and uh I'm and now I'm dying, you know? And versus the <clears throat> idea of man I had all these these ups and downs and then back up again and then back down again and then back up again and I made it to this point this long and like I, I just feel like there's a better story there. Well, you know what, dude? When uh, in the future, when we look back at this very conversation, yeah, we're gonna fucking look back at this, and uh, you know, when when we were, were when we made it, yeah, quote unquote made it to whatever that means, yeah, we're gonna look back at this and fucking appreciate that all the struggles that we went through, bro. Yeah, you know, even like from this moment prior, there's been so many struggles. There has, and um. It's just made us who we are now. We've overcome all the struggles, man. Yeah. I really I really feel like if you don't give up, like you're still winning. That's my opinion on things. Because like someone who gives up <clears throat> admits defeat. So um Yeah, that's my take on it. <laughs> I think that's a good place to end it. Yeah, I think it's a good place to end it. All right. Well, Blue, for the, I think this is like the fifth podcast. Many more to come. Yes. And um, where where do people? What do you, do you got? Anything going on right now, or uh, what do you want to? Absolutely nothing going on. Nothing. You guys can catch me on uh, Instagram. The name is Blue Blue. B L U E B E B L E U. You can catch me on uh, Twitter. The same thing. You can catch me on YouTube. The same thing. Beat Stars. Beat Stars. Pornhub. Same thing. Um, but I don't have any porn content yet. OnlyFans. If I have, okay. So if I were to open up OnlyFans, I would need automatic 20 subscribers so if i can get 20 people that want to see only fans content from me i will open up an only fans you heard it here first folks <laughs> all right peace out thank you it was an honor it was an honor hanging with you guten tag lol Eh? <laughs>